Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Our topic tonight is Get Grounded and Get Real. Sounds like an interesting title or perhaps to many people a bit boring, but we will not <laughs> let it get boring because we are two wiser, mature women that are going to be speaking to you. And I'm sure that you're going to learn a lot from this blog talk tonight. This is a pre-recorded program of a very relaxed nature with a very, very special guest tonight. Her name is Echo Bodine, who is a very well-known psychic and medium and teacher and author from Minneapolis area of Minnesota. And she had discovered all of her abilities at a very young age and has spent her whole life, and that's what I appreciate so much about her, she has spent her whole life teaching and mentoring others. Her latest book that she uh, wrote is called What Happens When We Die. And all of her books, you can get all of her books, who are sold on Amazon. There's nothing better than a discussion with someone who has some seasoning and what I call utzpah to her. And Echo B. Bodine has that seasoning. She has done it all and still remains active in her shop in Minneapolis, which is called the Center for Spiritual De- Development. But there is something more to Echo Bodine than her abilities that are amazing. And she's normal, good-looking, wiser woman, I hear her kind of laughing in the background, (laughs) who has the ability to stay grounded and get real. She and I have found ourselves looking forward to this part of our stage of our life, hanging out, laughing, connecting with others, and embracing them. We have found that getting mature, that we have gotten more grounded than ever before, We've begun to look forward to this part of our journey and what we can share. Um, But we have also worked hard. We have hustled hard, but now find that life needs us to be grounded and real for all of humanity. So I want everyone to welcome Miss Echo Bodine to the Pure Hope Show tonight. Hi, Miss Echo. Hey. Hi, sweetie pie. Here we are again. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Miss Jody. Jody told me. I? I like that. You are, you are. I, I should have put um, on the thing that was older, I should have put more mature women. Um, That's okay, when, honey. You know what? Next year I'm going to be 70, and I tell everybody that. I always say, you know, next year I'm going to be 70. And it's so fun, people's reaction. And a lot of women say to me, oh, my God, you're not supposed to tell your age. It's like, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm proud that I got this far. Oh, my God. That's, that's so, correct. That's correct. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yes, that's it's something so it's to celebrate, me, honey. I don't care. You can say I'm as old as the hills, oh. because some days that's just how I feel. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah. Um, 
And that's what I love about you, Echo, because you're so down to earth and real. And I want everybody to listen and have this opportunity to listen to someone who's been doing this a long, long time. And I always tell everybody, let's face it, that sometimes in the field that we have been in with psychics and being a medium, that our job and a lot of other psychics job was to kind of knock them off their feet. So they would go, wow, I'm going to tell a bunch of people that you're right on. And, and that has gotten so tiring to me. And I believe that it has for you as well. So it has. Yeah. So, you know, I tell you, Janice, if anybody, when, when people look at me, like they want to challenge me or, you know, honey, I've gotten to the place where I just look at them like, I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> and uh, and then they just back down. <laughs> they back down because they can see that glee in my eye if I'm ready. And, uh, you know, when I was younger, and I know you know this too, it, it was constantly about proving ourselves. Oh and my now God. It's, it's just so nice to, although, as you know, there's still lots of non-believers out there. But you there know is. what? Um it's interesting because I look back and I think, why did I work so hard to try to get people to believe in this? And now at this age, it's like, well, if you don't believe it, that's fine. Just move on. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't feel like, you know, any of that anymore. It's just I know all it. gotten old. Yes. And I yes. know you know what I mean. I do because I can remember giving readings and being so nervous, Crystal, and I'd rub it around my third eye and on my top of my crown chakra, and I would say, oh, God, please give me at least one good hit where I can hit the nail on the head so they know that I'm real and they know that this is real. And I'm kind of like you now. Okay, I'm not going to pull teeth. I'm 63 years old. Not going to pull teeth. Well, God, the first I question I have to ask you is because I saw it on an interview that you did, and I thought it was intriguing. And the question was, is how accurate do you think all of those reality shows are on TV right now? You know what's funny? What I learned in the last couple of years, um, because we've had, okay, I think since I talked to you last, my family has had two or three more production companies um, approach us about doing a reality show and now what they're saying is there are no reality shows all of them are scripted and so what you see on tv now is what the producer tells you to do it's no longer just um following someone to see what they do yes to get i mean yes yeah so i I would have to say they're not really that accurate. It's it's up to the producers, really, uh, right. what they are trying to portray. Because, you know, Janice, I've done some amazing um, videos with production companies trying to, you know, sell a show. And, I mean, I mean real ghosts show up on film, really cool stuff happens. Um, you know, people get healed. Do they show any of that? No. They show <clears throat> all the stuff that is going to make people go, oh, my God. And it's all about sensationalism. I have yet to meet anybody that actually will try to sell something that is real. And right. that is a real bummer. It really yeah. is a real bummer. Because, you know, you and I, we try really hard to show people with integrity what we do 
and and they're asking, no, we don't want integrity. We want sensationalism. Yes. So, you know, I just don't watch yes. any of those shows anymore. It's just a bummer. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, I, I hear a lot of my students and people talk about Oh, did you watch this and did you watch that? And and I had heard, yep. and I don't know if it was from the report or what I read on new, uh, about you, is that they follow those people for about four hours to get 20 minutes that are kind of right on, and then they play that. And like you said, they do it all to kind of feed the ego. Oh, that was in an interview that I did? Is that what you said, I honey? Think- I think I read that on an interview, which I okay. kind of Googled yeah. and looked at other places, and they said that um, I don't want to mention any names because I certainly don't want to get sued from any TV people. But right. um, but they do follow them for hours and hours and hours, just like you said, and they script yeah. it to look yep. like they are hitting the nail on the head over and over and over and over and over again. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I, doesn't yeah, make I, it integral. No. No. Yes. And, um, yep, I could tell you stories, too, about psychics that they have to follow for days just to get enough for one segment, you know. And that's really a bummer. But why don't they show the truth of it, like how hard this is instead of, um, oh, look what we can do. I mean, gosh, bring people the truth. Yeah. But you know what? When I ask these producers, why don't you just bring people the truth? Oh, they're not ready for it. Oh, really? And who decides that? Correct. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, as you can see, you could get me going on that one for an hour, but yeah, we should <laughs> we should probably move on. Yeah. So, when a student, a client, a inquisitive seeker, a truth seeker, what do you think they should be looking for in a mentor, or teacher, or a psychic? Oh boy. Well, first of all, with a psychic, um, I always suggest to people that they they look for, they ask their friends if they have any good um, suggestions or referrals to psychics. And, you know, a lot of people say to me, oh, my gosh, I'd never tell my friends that I'm going to a psychic. Well, you might be surprised to find out that a lot of your friends, a lot of people are going to psychics nowadays, and but they just keep really quiet about it because they think all their friends are going to think they're crazy. So, you know, I, I tell my students, you know, look around, talk, talk to people. Have you been to a psychic before? Were you impressed with them? Did they really help you or was the information really general? Um, I think it's important to not just pick up the phone and call a psychic that you find in the newspaper or in a new age catalog because, you just don't know what you're getting. And, Correct. Yep. You know, people need to know. You know, that's one thing, too, is that we're, we're all becoming a little more specialized than, let's say, at least for me, back in the 60s and 70s, you kind of had to do all of it. And now psychics seem more specialized. You know, one's a medium. One can read past lives. Others can read business, uh, future, um, health, you know, and Mm-hmm. So when calling a psychic, people need to, or looking for a mentor, people really need to talk to the psychic and say, you know, what do you, what do you do? How do you do it? And what can I expect if I get a reading from you? Um, I think that's the best way to do it instead of, and and people, okay, when I've said that, people say, well, I don't, I don't want them to feel like I'm putting them on the spot or 
uh, that I'm implying that they might not be good. And I said, look, if you were going to hire a lawyer or a doctor or anybody, you'd get some information about them. And if the psychic gets upset because you want to know how they work, well, that's their problem, not your problem. And you might Mm -hmm. even think twice about going to that person because obviously their ego is involved in this whole deal. So I just say ask questions and mm-hmm. ask around who has been to this person. Was it a good experience? And also with mentoring, um, I think it's important. I don't think. I know it's important for us as seekers to find out what the mentor can teach find out, uh, because some people will call me and say, you know, would you be my mentor? Okay, mm-hmm. what exactly do you want me to teach you? Well, I want I want to learn all about crystals and um, chakras. Okay, those are two things that I don't know very much about, and so then I would refer them to somebody that does. If somebody calls and wants to know about ghost busting, okay, I can do that, or if they want it, um, a mentor on psychic development, I can do that. But people, we, the seeker, need to be clear on what we're looking for and then just ask people, you know, what can you teach me as far as my spiritual growth? I just think Mm -hmm. that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do too. So, you know, were were there many, you know, spiritual teachers and psychics that are, that are to me, that I meet that are not grounded? And, again, that's why I said to my assistant Jody and a friend who's in the office right here, I just told them that, you know, I like, I like talking to Echo because she's so grounded. So what is, what is being (laughs) grounded? What does that mean to you being grounded? Honey, you know what it is really? I mean, it's the opposite of being a space cadet and a lot of us are space cadets too. Okay. And so, Mm -hmm. Um, because we're living in both worlds. We live in the world of the, of spirit, and we live in the world of human beings, and we are always trying to find that balance between both worlds, and that's that's a lot for us. You know, folks that don't have these abilities or, let's say, haven't had haven't developed them, they don't have to think about that. They just get up, go to work every day. They do their routine. They don't ever stop and think about getting grounded. But we're the ones, the the sensitive folks here on this planet, we're the ones that have to be really conscious of it or we end up just out there most of the time, not really knowing what's going on, feeling like a a balloon, just kind of, I don't know, floating around, uh, not feeling anchored to the earth. So what I do personally is just I have a yard and I just go out in my yard a lot and play in the dirt. And in the wintertime, um, I actually get extra plants in my house, and um, you know it's kind of like wherever I look in my house, there's a plant. And uh, nature, uh, dirt, um, oh gosh, anything that has to do with nature just keeps me grounded. And I also, you know, I wear a mirror necklace, which is very grounding. I ask God to help me be grounded. Um, Oh, sometimes what I do with my students is I have them visualize um, like strings, streams of energy coming out of the bottom of their feet and going down into the, into the ground and wrapping around big tree roots. And so that's one thing that I have found is that if my body feels grounded, 
then I can do more psychic work. But if I'm really kind of out there floating in space, not really being grounded in my body, oh, my gosh, it's hard to be psychic and and give good information. So for all of us, you know, another thing I like to do is, is uh, burn. You know, I don't like sage so much anymore just because, you know, it's been around for so long. So I'll burn a smudge stick, or which has a variety of things in it, or I'll burn Palo Santo. Before I do a reading, I always burn uh, sweet grass, and that just the smells of nature help ground my body too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. kick off my shoes. Every shaman I've ever talked to, uh, you know, because I was kind of airy fairy, and I would get in, literally get into car accidents. And, <laughs> and okay. And my my teacher that I had, my mentor, said, you've got to get grounded, girl, because you are so far out there. And, okay. Um, this is very interesting. So, so you kick yeah. off your shoes? Yes. I take off my shoes and get my feet literally on the ground. Yep. Is that what you would suggest? Yes, honey. Oh, my God, yes. yes. That is yep. an excellent idea. Janice, when I get in my car, yep. I take my shoes off. I uh, yes. I have my shoes off all year round, and I mean when I'm in public, of course I wear shoes. But as soon as I get to my center, I take my shoes off. Honey, it's just I just feel connected to the earth when I don't have my shoes on. Yes, yes. So yes. I'm glad to That's hear that about you. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And Thank that, you. Yeah, and then another um, one said that when the winter time, they said to bring literally in sand. And put it in a foot bath and dig your feet way down in the sand in the foot bath. Okay. Yep. I believe that too. Yep. 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 So those are some things to help people um, get grounded and get real. Um, So so who have been your main mentors or spiritual teachers along the way that that have helped you become who you are and awaken? No. Hmm. Who have been my mentors? Boy, you know, I have to honestly say that mm, I'm thinking like Eric Butterworth, uh, people from Unity have been, yeah, my mentors, or their books have been my mentors. Um, And you know what, sweetie, I have more books on Jesus in my house than I think the local library um, I just have always studied him and learned from him. And I know this is going to sound strange to some people, but when I was learning about the gift of healing, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was young. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And uh, back then there weren't any healers. I mean, and we're talking in the 60s and 70s. And so uh, I would ask God to please help me um, Send me a teacher. Show me what to do. And, <coughs> again, I always hesitate when I say this, but um, I have seen the spirit of Jesus many, many times when I'm doing a healing on someone. His his spirit comes into the room, and he teaches me. He shows me what to do. And he has been a mentor for me, literally, since I was a little girl, I used to, when I would go to church on Sunday mornings, all I would ever want to do would be, uh, well, 
okay, uh, drink the Kool-Aid, eat the cookies, and talk to Jesus, <laughs> or talk about wow. Jesus. And when the teacher uh-huh. wouldn't talk about Jesus, I'd get so mad, I'd get up and I'd walk back home. And um, and then he started showing up when the teacher would read a story to us about Jesus. I would see him across from the table, and he would always make me laugh. He would, like, shake his head no if a story wasn't real. Or if the story was close to real, he'd shake his head yes. And and then, ah, there, I got my Jesus fix, and then I'd go home. And I've been wow. seeing him ever since, little girl, honey. And I didn't know. I just figured everybody saw it. But I also had a knowing not to talk about it. So I really, when I was a kid, I never, I never went home and said to my mom, hey, guess who showed up at church today? You know, it was just a nice, quiet little thing between the two of us. But he has shown up. Mm-hmm. For me throughout my life. So that's oh, been... I love that story. Yes, I love oh, good. that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Echo. You're really gonna say this, are you? Okay, here we go. I love I love the fact that you've just spoken out again how your truth and there's such integrity around that. So does Jesus okay. come back to you right now then? Does he tell you about what's going on in the world or what not to do or what to do? Does Sometimes as a mentor you know, like right now, all this stuff going on politically, he keeps saying, just relax. You don't know how this is going to turn out. And it's like, really? Can you give me a clue? And then he just laughs, and he dis- disappears. So it's like, okay, now that's not fair. Um, uh, come and tell me where this is all going to go. And then he doesn't mm-hmm. say anything for a while. And then when I get mm-hmm. all riled up again, oh, there he is, and he'll just say, same thing over and over. You don't know how this is going to turn out. Now relax. Okay. Mm. And I want to tell everybody that he says that, but again, it sounds kind of goofy. I mean, people will think, I mean, oh my gosh. I just, I'm very careful about saying that. I bet, yeah. Yeah. And here we are at the age of 70 and 63 and still having these remarkable experiences and still... Yes. Yes, we in some ways um, don't want to say something because you said you know about the non-believers and out there, yeah. and you have encountered them. I have encountered them, and um, so so what? And maybe you answered this. Like one of my questions always is to many many of the people who are on the program: if you could eat lunch with anybody you wanted to on the other side and just have a wonderful lunch, him or her, what? Who would that well, be? Well, it would either be Jesus or Elvis. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> why Elvis? Tell me why Elvis. Oh my God, I adore him. I love his voice. <laughs> just love his voice. I'd just like to know. Yes. You know, I'd like to know how he is. How is everything? What is it like to be Elvis Presley in heaven? Do you ever sing for people? Do you have concerts over here? I just would like to know what it's mm-hmm. like to be now that he's not here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with Jesus, I don't know. I just, I just love to sit and listen to him talk forever. Mhm. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, you probably had other lifetimes with them when he was walking, literally walking on the ground then when he was living. I have been Jesus told that. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Yeah. So how many years who have you? Have? Are you pardon? Honey, who would you have lunch with? Um, I would have lunch probably either Mahatma Gandhi or okay. 
Martin Luther King, and oh, and I oh. believe that I would do those two mainly because they were peace activists, and mm-hmm. I had them both posted on my my wall when I was growing up. Oh, and nice! I kind of adopted. Uh, Martin Luther King kind of asked my daddy because I, I didn't have a very good daddy. And okay, okay. Um, um, but this man, I thought, just spoke to everyone. I just loved, loved, loved him. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, so that's who I probably would have um, a meal with. And and first of all, to thank them both for being yes. brave and bold and courageous to do what they we're called to do. Yes. Well, honey, so, when we're both over there, let's get those guys together and we'll all have breakfast. I, I mean, lunch. I love it. That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> that know. would be Something great. Look forward. I know. That's right. Yeah. So or I know that over the many years you've taught and you've done readings and um, so how, how did you deal with non-believers at that time when you were doing readings and teachings and somebody would say, you know what, I, I really don't believe this is true? Yeah. You know what I say now is I say to them, are you a Christian? Because uh, they usually come at me with, I'm a Christian and, and I don't believe in any of this stuff. Um, but if they don't, I just say, are you a Christian? And they'll say, well, of course I am. And then I'll say, well, then um, why don't you believe in the gifts of the Spirit? And then they sputter. They don't know what to say. Or some of them yeah. say to me, I noticed this just lately. I heard somebody say that all the, all the gifts of the Spirit ended when Jesus died. And this mm. person was yeah, this person was telling me that he was a Lutheran. He's a Lutheran, and um, he said, no, none of the gifts of the Spirit are still alive. And I said, okay, so everything else in the Bible is still true, but not the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, could you explain that one to me? And then they just walk away. Um, when I was younger, you know, I, I did that, too. I I wasn't that bold with people, um, but I would say to them, you know, what about the gifts of the Spirit in Corinthians? And a lot of them would say, yeah, but, yeah, but. There was always a yeah, mm-hmm. but. And now mm-hmm. when people, now when people um, approach me about it, I, I, there's just no out in my mind. I, I recently read a book by a guy named Sam Storms who, wow, he's quite an evangelist. I, I think that's what you'd call him, but um, he wrote a book called what's it called? Oh, I just got the title. Is it? Oh, A Beginner's Guide to the Gifts of the Spirit. And um, huh. wow, Janice, you, oh, the guy, he just got me going. He's He talks about um, that all churches should be practicing the gifts of the Spirit in their churches to prove that God is still alive and well and working through us. And he says, um, there are prophets of today, there are healers of today. You know, people don't want to think about it, uh, but there are. And, um, you know, when I read his book, uh, some of it is really strict religious stuff. 
So I kind of glossed over that, but when I read the part about the gift of prophecy and the gift of healing, you know, I just got all excited again. And um, I agree. I, I totally agree with that, that we should be. We should be. People should be allowed to express their gifts in their churches and and then have the pastors or the rabbis talk about the gifts of the Spirit. But I asked a Lutheran pastor friend of mine, why don't you guys ever talk about the gifts of the Spirit? And he said, you know why? Because we really don't know anything about them, and so we just don't deal with them. Well. I said, And I said to him, well, that's pretty irresponsible. You know, you teach us all this other stuff. And he said, Echo, I know it's irresponsible. And he said, it's always bothered me. But when I start talking about the gifts of the Spirit, a lot of the elders in the church get upset. So it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've been having classes up there, haven't you, at, in your, at your center with, um, I don't know if it's a, a priest or a, I thought Daddy, I read uh, that. Yep. yep. That Lutheran okay. test, uh yeah, he just retired. And so now, starting in the fall, he's going to start doing Sunday services at the center. But oh. it's not going to be a typical Lutheran service by any means. He's been... Oh, it's just been really cool to watch him grow. And he's all about spirituality now. He said to me, I'm done with religion. I'm moving on to spirituality. So it's going to be fun. Wow. Yeah, yeah, how great that is. Yay, how I, great that is. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Are you still giving classes and readings at your center right now, Echo? Or I do uh, classes. And um, and usually when I do readings, I just do them over the phone. Um, okay. It's a lot easier on my energy. I I'm trying not to do too many right now because I'm I'm working on another book called The Bigger Picture to help people see the bigger picture of our life experiences. You know why we go through the things that we do and what we hope to learn. And that's what I'm working on right now. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So did you choose certain people? Maybe I'm asking for my own personal journey here, but did you choose certain people of who to kind of pass the torch to or who to take over yes. your center and do the work that you're doing? And how did how did they, like, what what type of, what was your discernment on who you would pass that torch to? Well, you know, the the number one thing that I was looking for was ego. And if there were people that, were really just this was all about promoting their ego. It's like, okay, all right, that's fine. That's how they want to be, but I can't have that. And so I've just been waiting uh, over the years, and people have kind of fallen into my lap, and I've just checked with God and said, you know, this one seems like a really good person. And then I get a yes or I get, uh, just wait. And, and then some of the people that I get, you know, just wait on, oh, boy, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm running Echo Bodine Center, and, you know, I'm really cool, and I can do this, and I can do that. It's like, oh, man, and uh, <laughs> so I just kind of put them aside and say, no, you know, you need to grow a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it. I go by my intuition, and if there's somebody that really feels like they can step into this work, 
and not make it be about them, but make it be about God and about people and their gifts, then great. Hey, join my team any day. But um, I just don't have time right now to deal with all these people's egos. And they've right. sure been coming right. lately. Holy smokes. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's so sweetie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah. you know, I really, I've just asked God to help me discern, really. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I think people look just perfect for the job. And then, oh, uh, it's not so perfect. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've had a lot of guys mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your writing. Um, I do want to kind of go into the new book as well, but the, the current book or the last book that you wrote and has an author and out there is Where Do You Go When You Die? Um, were you told no, to write this book? Yeah, I know. It's called What Happens When We Die. And, oh, What Happens, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, What Happens When We Die. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. I was. Every book that I've written um, has been spirit guided, and um, and after when I wrote, when I was finished with what happens when we die, I said to myself, that is it, no more books. And then all of a sudden, um, in comes this, the bigger picture, the bigger picture. And for a while, I didn't even understand it, but then finally, I was, I got it once I was open to understanding it. And with what happens when we die. You know, I, I, I've been with a lot of people when they are in their dying process, and I've learned a lot of things from their soul. And I just, when I would go out and give a talk, uh, people would always ask me questions about death and what was it like, and uh, is there really a heaven, and does it hurt to die? Um, why do some people take so long to die and other people die instantly? People had a lot of questions about death. And uh, and you could tell that a lot of people just didn't know who else to talk to about these things. And so, boom, one day, just in my head, came the words, uh, what happens when we die? And I thought, really? Should I write a book about this? And it was Yes, Echo, just write about the experiences you've had with people and and help, you know, answer all these questions that people have. And there were some things I didn't I didn't have the answers. And so I would just meditate on the answers and um and pages of information would come through me, but most I would say 90% of the book is written from just first-hand experiences with people and their families and souls on the other side and heaven. And then, uh, like I say, about 10% of it, I had to really meditate to get some of the answers. But that's Mm. how it works. You know, every time I think, good, I'm never going to write another book. That was exhausting. Then two years later, it's like, "Uh uh-oh, here I go again. And that's that's what's happening. Oh, Uh my God. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The only reason why I laugh is because that's how I feel. Like when I, I give a class, is something and I think I am never going to give this class again. <laughs> and I totally you, get it. <laughs> yeah, and they come in and go, "Oh no," you know. And then I people know. come and say, "Are you giving that class again? Are you giving that class again?" And I guess I, guess I am. I'm giving that class again. So. Oh man, do well, I know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. So tell me, what is the book about the bigger picture? I don't want you to give it all away, but what, what is you know, it? Oh, an example is a friend of mine, her son, um, 
oh, boy, he's gotten into a lot of problems with the law and with drugs. And so one day we were just talking about, you know, why do you think this happens and um, is it a good thing if he ends up in jail for a while? Is it a bad thing? And so I said to her, you know what? Um, and just really, it, it, the words just came out of my mouth. Um, I said, okay, let's look at the bigger picture here. If he goes to jail, he won't. He'll be safe. He'll be off the streets from this gang. There's a gang that's trying to kill him. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, he'll be safe from the gang. Um, he'll get three squares a day. He won't be a homeless person anymore. He'll have a bed to sleep in. Um, he will maybe get rehabilitation in jail or prison. I mean, because there's both options. They're not sure what they're going to do with him at this point. But um, And said maybe he'll, he'll get sober and, um, and he'll be helpful to other young kids like himself who find themselves in this position. And she said, holy smokes, I never thought of any of that. And she said, Wow, you should you should write a book about the bigger picture, and because <laughs> it really helps me to look at this from a much different perspective. And she said, "I feel like I can finally relax, knowing that there might be um, a reason why all of mm-hmm. this is happening." And so that's what I want to do: is I want to think of just about every kind of situation possible. And yeah. and write about it, and write about why we go through these things from the higher perspective. Oh, Janice, I got to tell you about this because this is so fun. Okay, so my publisher said, "All right, I want you to start out with a story." I thought, "Oh boy, okay, story." Hmm. And about two weeks ago, I woke up one morning, and this whole thing was downloaded in my head about a soul on the other side named Henry who um, Henry goes to the elders and he says, um, he says, okay, could I have a, could I have a um, emergency, a meeting, emergency meeting right now? And they said, well, yeah, Henry, what's going on? And he said, well, all my friends are coming back from earth and, and they hang around for maybe a day and then they go somewhere. I mean, where are they going? And and they're talking about becoming a spirit guide. What's a spirit guide? What's going on around here? Where is everybody? And they said, well, no, Henry. Uh, oh, they said, did they did they die? And they said, no, Henry, nobody dies. Um, but they, in their recent lifetime on Earth, they learned about the bigger picture. And Henry oh said, gosh. bigger picture? What are you talking about? There is no bigger picture. And they said, yeah, Henry, there is a bigger picture. And he says, well, okay, then, okay, well, fine. Well, can I be a spirit guide? And they said, no, Henry, you need to learn more. Why? What else is there to learn? Well, Henry, there's a lot to learn. Why? I've I've fought in just about every war. I've been married a hundred times. I just don't get it. Why do I have to go back to earth? Well, uh, Henry, you know, you've got, you're stuck in some patterns. You've got some attitudes about things. You're a little judgmental. And one thing that Henry had a little bit of a problem with is uh, he wanted to be male because he thought that males were the superior race. And um, they said, well, Henry, uh, we're going to get working on your 
new life, and we'll let you know. Okay, and um, Henry would check with them from time to time. What is taking so long? Well, Henry, we're trying to find the perfect family for you. Oh, oh, that's nice. Oh, thank you. Okay, and um, so Henry, okay, so the elders call him up and say, Henry, okay, your uh, new mother is currently pregnant. And, oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. Uh, is my family going to be rich? Uh, yes, Henry, your family's going to be rich. Oh, my gosh. Is my, um, what was the other thing? Um, am I going to be successful? Yes, Henry, you're going to be successful. Oh, my gosh, this is great. Am I going to have a lot of love and romance? Um, yeah, yes, Henry, you are. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, this is so great. And so Henry was telling his friends, He's going back to Earth, and he's going to be this really successful guy, and he's going to uh, have lots of money and lots of girlfriends. And <laughs> and <clears throat> and the day of Henry's birth, little Henrietta is born, and <laughs> Henry can't believe, and he is furious, and he says, "Wait a minute! Nobody asked me about this. I want to talk to God." And I'm really a boy. Why am I in this body? What is going on? And the elders explained to him, Henry, you've got a lot to learn. So just go back and be in your body and have all the experiences you can. Well, honey, then he goes through lots of relationship issues, lots of money issues. Uh, He finds out, yes, he's a, a beautiful person, but he finds out that that's not always such a good thing. So that's how the book goes so far. I love it. And that's all the farther I've, I've gotten with it. But he's going to go through it. every possible life experience that we have here. Oh, my gosh. Well, then you probably you answered this next question. Like, what do you think is the primary reason why we incarnate on this planet, especially at this time? Well, honey, I think it's it's just for soul growth more than anything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. To look at look look at everything through the eyes of God and the only way you know like my teacher said to us our goal of reincarnation is to sit on the right hand of God and the only way we can do that is to go through every possible experience and have no judgments only compassion and um, Henry's going to learn a lot of compassion about everything everything that he's made judgments about everything that um he just hasn't been very nice about all that's going to change for dear sweet Henrietta. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think, honey? I, Tell me the I just love. Okay. I just okay, love good. that. Okay, and good, the reason good. why is because when you do it in a story like that, don't you think yep. that everybody kind of gets it then? That's what I Versus think. And I think yeah, I think that's why my publisher said, you know, I want you to start out with a story. And yeah. um, and I'm just going to carry the story all the way through. Yeah. 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 And how many books have you written? This will be my 12th book. Wow. Yeah. I know. Did, did you ever think that you'd <laughs> take this interesting no. labyrinth in your life? I mean, it's really no. fantastic. No. no, I never when the when I was seventeen and the psychic told me I was born with the psychic abilities and the gift of healing and that I'd write books and uh, travel around the world and be on be on radio and TV, I'm like, what? And I said, I don't want any of that stuff. I said, I just want to have a nice normal life. And she said, Well, you can do that in your next life, but that's what you're going to do this lifetime. And 
honestly, Janice, I didn't have any inkling of any of it. I just thought she was just a goofy psychic. She didn't know what she was talking about. And what was very interesting, though, was when I was in college, um, I would always ask my intuition, what classes should I take? And the one class that always kept coming up was creative writing. And I thought, why? Why? Why do I have to take creative writing? I'm not going to write. And um, and that class, literally, the things I learned in that class I still use today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, so you were so asking, no, sweetie, right? I never, I never yeah. thought it would all go the way it's gone. But yeah, it I mean, you've had really a fantastic life. And um, so what do you think mm-hmm. comes after, I suppose you don't know, what comes after this book then? Like, where does a 70-year-old uh, yeah. woman who knows everything that you know and has mm-hmm. gleaned, um, where yeah. do you think spirit's going to lead you to um, take this? God, honey, what a great question. Yeah. You know, I haven't even I mean, thought past this next book, really. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where or what is next. Yeah, because I don't know. you have something to offer the teachers. You know, I always get every once in a while I see... Um, a seasoned woman or a seasoned man who have dedicated their life to um, gleaning information, becoming grounded and real and authentic. And mm-hmm. that I always call them, perhaps you're a teacher for the teachers that yep. are indeed coming up here mm-hmm. upon the planet and going to be doing the work that you do or I do. Um, mm-hmm. So I really see you doing that type of work to help those people find their lane and be okay with their lane and Mm -hmm. do their stuff, do their stuff. So That sounds great. It really does. Sounds great. Yep, yep. yep. And you're probably right, honey. You know, honey, one thing that has been really frustrating for me in the last couple of years, actually, is that a lot of these networks – um, or production companies have come and talked to me about doing a show. But you know what it always boils down to is, Echo, you're just too old for TV. Um, but do you know anybody like 23 or 24 that has your same knowledge? Wow. I get this over and over and over. It's like, are you kidding me? Somebody 23 years old <laughs> that has a 70-year-old's information? No. Yes. And yeah. that's what they're looking for. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, that's yeah. that whole glamour again. That's that whole glitz I know, and glamour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so frustrating. What cl- what type of classes are you offering right now at the center? You know that what? Maybe I teach, you hold. I teach psychic development classes, and I actually have okay. an online psychic development class, uh, levels one and two, and I have an instructor that helps me with that one. I did the all the video for the class, and then uh, this young woman named Lee Hopkins, she's great. She she does all the kind of teacher stuff, you know, helping the students. Um, but it's a really cool online class. And then I have an in-person 16-week class here at, in the Twin Cities. And then in the fall, I'm going to study a, or start a, a women's spirituality group and during the day. And that's it. I'm just going to keep it really simple maybe do one or two readings a week the most and uh, just keep working on the book until it's done. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. as far as I can see into my future. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well, it sounds, it sounds great. It sounds great. So Good. if people wanted to come and just be in your energy, and that sounds funny, but, and, and people are afraid of that, but, you know, your yep. energy, which you bring forth, is uh, a frequency, and they get moved just by being in your field of energy mm-hmm. um, would you say that's true for you yeah honey I would you know uh, yep. the third Saturday of every month we have an open house at my teaching center and I've got um, between 22 and 25 vendors that come and offer readings and you know healings and it's really a cool event but this last Saturday oh my goodness Janice we had I'd say Seventy percent of the people came in that came in on Saturday said, "This is my first time here, and I've wanted to come here for years, but I've been really nervous and you know I shake their hand or I hug them, and i I say, "Oh my goodness, you know, just think of this as home. It's really nothing weird or or strange happens here and and then you know they they go and they'll get a service, maybe a massage or acupuncture or something, and then they come back just before they leave and thank me and say, wow, this is so different than what I thought it was going to be, and you're so normal. And um, I I just see this happening more and more and more, new people coming into our way of life, and they're afraid at first because, you know, they'll say, well, my pastor says I shouldn't come, or my mom says this is the devil's work, and kind of cute they almost like sneak in the front door and and then by the time they leave they're just like it's like everybody exhaled and they relaxed mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah people oh that's the other thing i do is i do a meditation the last friday of every month and we get about 60 people that come to the center for that and um that is just a wonderful healing experience it's a 45 minute guided meditation and um, and I just stand with my hands open and send healing out to whoever needs it. And, again, we've been getting a lot of different people that I've never seen before. So things are really changing. You know, this, mm-hmm. I mean, as you know, things are really changing. And yes. it's good. Glad. Yes. God. Yes. 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 Because I, I love the fact that you're doing those meditation and that 60 to 70 people are showing up because yep. you you do when you do admit that emit that energy I loved it because one time when we talked when you said you used to do hands-on healing and that your teacher or your guidance was is that you had to have a a hanky or a Kleenex between your hands and the body and what was that again for what was that for again oh god honey that's a good question I mean you know now (laughs) I've found so many different reasons for it one of them is okay one of them is just real basic because if it's a really hot day and my hands are really hot then um, I might perspire and it keeps the person dry. But the other reasons are a lot of times people, they'll come in town from out of town and get healing. And then the hankies, this is so interesting, the hankies will hold the healing energy in them for almost two weeks. And so I send the hankies home with people. And then they continue to put the hankies on them for another two weeks. And some people, what we tell people is mail them back to us when they feel empty, and then we'll fill them back up for you. Now, isn't that cool? 
That is very cool. I know when I, I know, was honey. in the hospital with my when my when that tiki torch blew up in my hands and and I was at oh. Regents Hospital, I had oh, a woman, uh, a friend actually, who sent me what she called was the my Reiki nighty night blanket. It was so cool because the nurses would say, they said, well, what's, what's this? And I said, Uh it's a blankie that someone has prayed over and uh, do Reiki with their sacred symbols on it. And Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to put it over my body to heal. And so every nurse from then on would say, okay, where do you want your nighty night Reiki blankie? So, um, but that's Interesting that you said you tell them to mail them back when the energy is kind of dispersed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you know that? what? I had a nun who lived in Wisconsin. I'm in Minnesota. She was in Wisconsin. And she came over here for healing. And I put like seven. She had, oh, God, girl, she had cancer everywhere. Okay, so I put the hankies all over her body, and then I channeled healing into all of the hankies and... Uh, you know what, I think, no, she wasn't the first one. Um, okay, so she was going to drive back home, which was a four-hour drive, and I said to her, um, I think her name was Anne, I said, here, you're going to take these hankies home with you, and I want you to put them on you every night. And uh, I said, and when they feel empty, you send them back to me. Okay, I will. And she did. She lived for another three years. She'd send the hankies back when they felt empty. I'd fill them back up. And um, when she finally passed, it was so sweet, the sisters in her convent, they washed the hankies, ironed them, and sent them back to me and said, Sister Anne just passed. But she always faithfully used her hankies, and we believe that's what kept her going for three more years. Now, is that cool or what? I know. It is very cool. It is very, very cool. So at mm-hmm. your center, do you sell hankies? <laughs> well, honey, you know what? We have a program. We actually have a, it's called the Healing Pen Pal Program. And so when people, um, they send a request to the, uh, what is it? It's penpals at echobodine.com. And they, they tell, they give us a, their name, the city and state that they live in, and then what they would like healing for. Well, then our coordinator, uh, we have over 140 healers in our program. And so she will contact a healer and say, okay, uh, Janice has requested healing for her hands. Um, and okay, so then the healer, usually twice a day, sits down and visualizes sending healing to Janice. And the and it's a free service. All we ask from people is that they let us know in two weeks how they're doing and if they would like another two weeks. Well, we also say that we have healing hankies. Now, those we charge $5 for just because of the cost of the hankies and mailing them. And... Uh, so a lot of the healers have packets at their house, and then if the coordinator says, oh, we need somebody or someone requested healing hankies, then um, uh, the, the healer fills them up and then mails them out to the person. And we've been doing this now for, I think it's been about 10 years. And we've, wow. honestly, Janice, you should see 
see the replies we get from people. It's unbelievable how cool these hankies or just the absentee healing is. I mean, right. we get we get just amazing stories back from people of, you know, I had cancer and now I have no cancer. Uh, my eyesight was terrible. Now I can see again. I mean, it's just like, oh my God! Sometimes you hear these stories, and and when we're when we meet, the healers meet once a month. Uh, when we meet, some of us cry just listening to these stories that come back to us, and it's all fun. wow. Yeah. Wow. How wonderful. Know, How, it's yeah, so cool. you're doing such great, great, great work, and um, well, thank you. That can almost thank be your next book. You you know, the Healing Yankee. <laughs> you know, that, um, one that of my. Is, I think it was my was it my first, yeah my very first book is called Hands That Heal, and it teaches people how to channel healing and the things to watch out for, the things to focus on. It's a really good little book, and in there wow. we talk about we upgraded it a few years ago and talk about the healing hankies and the healing pen pal program. So that's wow. where a lot of our requests come from is people that read the book. Mm-hmm. Hands mm-hmm. That Heal. Hands that heal, hands that heal. Would you like to give yep. out your information about your website or any phone numbers to the audience that will be listening tonight? Sure, honey. Um, the uh, the sorry, the website is echobodine.com. It's really simple. Um, you know, we really don't have a a phone. Well, we kind of okay. do, but. It's mainly email now, and again, if they want to get a hold of the pen pals, it's just penpals at echobodine.com, and um, let's see, what else can I tell you? Uh, people can send me emails, echo at echobodine.com. I'm not very good at uh, replying. I, I, I've got so many here just sitting here waiting for an answer, and that, um, but yeah. my assistant is getting better about answering them for me, so... So if they do have questions, they can always, um, you know, ask them at echo at echo at com. The other thing is if they're interested in an online class, we just started one July 10th. So if anybody, uh, let's see, that would be two weeks ago, last week. Last week. It's just last, last week, Monday yeah. night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then they could still join in, I think, but probably by the time this this runs, um, yeah, then that'll be the cutoff date, I would guess. So, okay. yeah, there's lots of stuff going on here. And Good. they can find Good. it all at echobodine.com. Great, great, great. Well, I just want to thank you, Echo, for being on our program once again. And every single time I learn something new because I didn't know about the whole hanky thing. And um, I know it's so cool. So cool. Yes, yes. Yep. And all of your great books and teachings that you are bringing forth and bringing through and just just a woman who's just said yes, yes, yes to life and to bring Thank all you. of your great work here to planet. So it's it's great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So and and stay cool. Stay cool. I know it's supposed to be very warm for the rest of this week as well. So Yeah, honey. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's a hot one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Take well, good you care t- of yourself, okay? I will do that. I will do that. Thanks so much, Echo. Thanks so much. Good night. I want to tell, good night. I want to tell everybody tonight, thank you for listening to the Pure Hope Show. And 
Once again, I'm sure you gleaned a lot of great information from Echo Bodine. What a light upon this planet. Wasn't it great that she says, "I'm blessed me what how old I'm going to be? I gladly say 70 years old. And that's her realness, that her, her authenticness. And that is the type of energy that heals, heals, heals. So uh, we will put her information on our website at www hopeinterfaithcenter.com. We will make sure that you have Echo's information on, on our website as well when you want to get a hold of her or if you want to get a hold of her. My ending thoughts tonight as I say goodbye now to all of you who have listened to this relaxed interview with the grounded and real Echo Bodine as attributed to Jesus Christ of the Gospel of Thomas. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. As always, I ask all of you only one thing, that if you have heard anything on this program that has helped you along your journey, please pass it on to others and ask them to tune in to our program. It's always a joy to serve you during this time of such great, great change. What I would like to let you all know that on next month, August 29th, we will have Brian McCullen on, and he will be live with us from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He has developed an intriguing method of helping people called quantum paradigm shift. What Brian does can be somewhat be compared to Reiki, acupuncture, and other energy modalities. Brian is able to transmute and transmit and rearrange energy without touching the client. He transmits energy from the universal oneness, and after he experienced several near-death experiences, he returned to his remembrances of what we are all made of. In fact, most of his work is done distantly by telephone. Brian's method, which he calls the quantum, uh, quantum uh, paradigm shift, was also developed over 30 years of studying energy healing. So I ask you to tune in sometime next month with us on Tuesday, August 29th. You'll see that Brian has this zest for life and glee for life, and he's always, again, once very comfortable to talk to. So until we meet again, thank you for listening. Namaste, namaste, namaste. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind, be gentle, be loving. Be true.